0: Barnes spinning, fading, firing, and getting it to go. You're a treble <laughs> air.
1: All right, welcome to the Raptors Over Everything podcast. My name is Emma Mann. Please do rate review and subscribe. It would be muchly appreciated. Joining me today is Katie Heindel. You know her from Dishes and Dimes, Yahoo Sports, uh, Basketball, Basketball Feelings dimes up, dime up rocks. What else? What am I missing? There's more. Um, there's uh, a yeah.
0: complex. Yeah, I mean, you came, yeah, you came close. You got, yeah, you got complex. What do we got? Nice. We got real GM Raptors.com. There've got to be more, but that feels close. <laughs> that feels close.
1: That's good enough. You got like an Eastern conference level amount of teams that you, you kind of work for So, mm-hmm. um, kudos to that. Also, a kudos to Scotty Barnes, who we're going to talk about today, because the Nets game yesterday, a bit of a downer, but one of the uh, the best parts, one of the bright spots, was how he just continues to, I guess, kind of exceed our expectations. Like We have one thought that he's going to be this player in November, then all of a sudden December comes around, he's a different person. Then January, probably, he's going to be a lot better. He is everything and more that Raptor fans could have wanted, what the Raptors franchise could have wanted, so we're going to talk about. Uh, the growth we've already seen from him and also what he could end up being by the end of this season because there's no point in projecting what he's going to be in four years because we have no idea there is no limit pascal siakam said it yesterday the sky is the limit who knows infinity and beyond that is scotty barnes but we couldn't we can talk about what he could be at the end of this season so i guess to start katie um Mm -hmm. you're a succession fan yeah succession Mm -hmm. do you like your Mm-hmm. is was the ending of succession more surprising or how Scotty Barnes has grown in like 2 months of nba basketball.
0: Yeah, the ending of succession, no doubt. I mean, I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked with Scotty Barnes and where he's at now. Also, there's nothing like nefarious in the surprises of Scotty Barnes versus yeah. no spo- I won't like no spoiler alerts, but the ending of sure. succession. Whew. Not the best feeling, but scotty barnes only positive
1: it was the best feeling for someone but we're not going to talk about who that person was yeah
0: we can't we can't spoil
1: yeah it. <laughs> anyways i feel like it's in some ways that anytime he does something that we haven't seen before we kind of treat him like like an infant or a toddler we're like oh my god look what he's doing now i can't believe it look at him look how he's blossoming yeah isn't it wonderful <laughs> And like all the I negative know. vibes against the, uh, sarah go ahead yeah
0: no, I was just going to say, like, I know it's like for us, it's a point of pride thing. And I think it's just like being thrilled anew every time. But a part of me is also like, I, like, we got to trust him, right? We have to like believe in him that to to the, yeah. a degree that like all this new stuff that he's showing us, some of it is just is stuff that's like been in his arsenal for a long time. You just haven't gotten to see it on this stage yet. Um, But like, it's hard not to be like the wide eyed and trembling emoji when it comes to watching Scotty Barnes play basketball. But I feel like we have to, like, we we have to start, like, taking him more seriously.
1: Yeah, it's it's true. And I think, you know, we look at this draft class and what, I mean, it's going to be probably one of the best draft classes in NBA history. Going back to that 2003 draft, you know, LeBron, uh, Chris Bosh, you know, Carmelo, D. Wade, like, it's going to be kind of in that tier. And you look at the top nine from the mm-hmm. uh, the 2021 draft and, like, all of them are pretty influential players on their franchises. Jonathan Kamenko would be in the be an exception. It's only because he's on the Warriors and the Warriors are like one of the best teams in the NBA, probably one of the favorites to win the NBA title. But other than that, all of them are doing very, very well. But what is kind of unique about Scotty Barnes in a way is that he was dropped into a franchise that already has a winning culture, the Tampa thing, mm-hmm. yada, yada. But they already know how to win, and, then, and they know what it takes, and that's not something that every player in that top nine had the opportunity to kind of go into, right? You talk like, you know, the, the Magic, uh, the Kings, go down the list, Rockets for a little while because now that James Harden's gone, the Cavs to a smaller degree because they just have like an unbelievable amount of talent now, and I'm actually very mm-hmm. excited for that franchise, but he was put into a situation to be successful and to, like, grow very quickly because there are so many examples. Even Scotty has mentioned that, you know, his favorite player is Pascal Siakam. Why? Because Pascal is a relentless worker. He just nonstop is looking to improve himself in every which way. And he pairs so well with the Raptors franchise, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. And I would say, like, in, in addition to that culture, you've also got, like, he's a player who immediately is got reps right like he got all the minutes that he could handle and he not just like minutes in one position like he's getting this kind of versatility that for so long when the Raptors drafted Scotty Barnes like that's what you heard from Sayujiri, si that's what you heard from Nick Nurse and Bobby Webster like this is what they were after right they wanted a long versatile team and to them it was Scotty Barnes that kind of um, embodied that perfectly in a player right so I don't know I even initially thought all right we're gonna see like a little bit of that uh, at the like early on in the season but as of right now it's like they just seem to want to be stretching him uh in as many ways as possible and like really encouraging him to do that and if he ended up on another franchise i mean i can't really off the top of my head think of any other franchises that would have allowed him that kind of room and space really you know to grow into like all these different roles that they want him to right away so i think count that count that as much as culture too
1: Sure. And the injuries have been plaguing the Raptors along with many other teams, but um, that's been a factor. But (laughs) but to his credit, though, is that Mm -hmm. um, not every player would kind of embrace this opportunity the same way. And another part of what makes him so great is that he learns very, very fast. Like, I'm sure he was a kid in school who would just like read a textbook the day before a test and be like, all right, I got it. And he leaves with an 80 because he just picks up things so quickly. Mm -hmm. He's such a, a quick processor with everything he's doing. And so you give him a couple reps with one thing, he's going to master it very quickly. And then the other part of, and this is the reason probably the Raptors, one of the reasons why they were so excited about him is that he is so physically gifted. So when, when he mm-hmm. learns something, we're going to see it translate into blocks and transition points and, you know, jumpers over Katie, which was like absolutely ridiculous. I can't, I can't believe how many shots he hit over Katie yesterday. And then the people <laughs> are asking about it, like, Oh, you hit these shots over Katie. Wasn't it kind of hard to see the rim? He's like, not for me. Like, Wow. <laughs> Okay, Scotty. Okay, Scotty. <laughs> that's you. You are him. You are him. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that's another part of it, too, is that it's it's going to show itself a lot easier with Scotty because he is just such a, such a monster already at the age of 20 years old. My goodness. Let's get into kind of the specifics of this a little bit. Um, offensively, what are some of the areas that you've seen him grow the most? Because there's a lot to talk about there.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think probably uh, as of late, his shooting, you got to say, like, that's just like taking taking shots when he has good looks, taking shots when he has awkward looks, you know, like he's shooting off the dribble, off the pass. I think he's making some pretty... Pretty fantastic, like off balance shots as well. And you're mm. you're basically being able to see the kind of decision making um and quickness that he has, you know, in real time because he's starting to be able to get shots off with accuracy from everywhere. And I mean, like, that's the dream, not just for the Raptors, like that's the NBA dream, right? And and you yeah. know, like this is also we're here now. And like I think it was like three weeks ago, maybe that Nick Nurse was saying he he wanted Scotty Barnes to start shooting more. So if we're already here like in this amount of runway. I feel like that just bodes like so incredibly well for the future. I think also like he's he scored like 10 10 plus points, I think, in 11 games. It's like the longest streak now by a rookie this season uh in the NBA. So I think just like again, the way he's using his size and his length with ball handling. Um, I mean Mm -hmm. you mentioned (laughs) you mentioned shooting like over Durant, but there was also that it was like late in the third. He kind of weaved and worked his way around Durant and he like backed Durant up, like right back under, under the basket. Yeah. And Scotty Barnes like took this quick step out and just like kind of shot up, just like popped it up and over Durant's head. But it, all of it looked so slow and considered and incredibly fluid, which again mm-hmm. to me is just like a testament of. The way that he reads the game and lets the game come to him like nothing ever looks rushed, even when he's making those crazy off balance like hook shots, you know, that seem just so like jumbled and jangly like nothing ever looks rushed with him. So I think to me like that's probably the most his his offensive confidence is probably the most impressive thing to me thus far.
1: Yeah very for sure because there's still time. Um yeah, he's very methodical exactly. with his offense. He's he's so methodical it, he's kind of going at his own pace and that kind of speaks to his composure in all situations. I think you and I have talked about it and I've talked to other mm-hmm. people too is that he's not rattled by situations. It doesn't matter where he is on the court, he's still very composed. And just touching on that uh, Nets game yesterday, he's overtakes T-Mac as the youngest Raptor with 2010 and 5 in franchise history. Pretty cool. And over his last 10 games, 17 points. Yes, I'm rounding up because that's what we do. Eight rebounds, three assists, 41% from three and 50% from the field. Not too shabby at all mm-hmm. from our mm-hmm. young rookie. I You mentioned the shooting. like Obviously, that's been one of the best parts. It seems like this was something that's already been kind of in motion for him and that he just needed mm-hmm. the – the, the confidence from his coach, from his teammates that, hey, you know what, go out there and just do it because we feel like you can. And now the profile and the amount of ways that he can hit shots, like I think we got the full experience yesterday with the, the Nets, the step backs, the one-legged shots, uh, his release is a lot faster. All of this is extremely impressive. And I think Nick Nurse is going to be doing a shooting lab tomorrow. Uh, to replace the the Bulls game, that which is postponed. So who knows? After that, we could be seeing another plethora of moves from Scotty Barnes because he does operate that quickly. Um, another part that I really like is that it seems like he's um, kind of understanding where his role is when he doesn't have the ball and where his opportunities are going to be. Like before, I think he was hanging a lot in the dunker spot and that was Mm -hmm. fine, but the Raptors, obviously they need to get a lot more spacing. That's one of the reasons why I think, you know, Nick nurse asked him to start shooting more three point shots because they had pressed the two out there. Ken Birch, hopefully whenever he comes back. And so it's very crowded for a player like Pascal or OG. They just need, Room to operate. And so you put Scotty out there, he's confident out there. And then he's also timing his cuts really well. And then this speaks to his court vision and understanding situations and knowing when to cut. Because if you don't cut at the right time, guess what? Now you're in the way. Now you're a problem. That's something pressure the Chua needs to work on a little bit. And I'm sure he's going to improve in that area as well. But he just is figuring things out. And because he is so methodical, like I feel like although he's moving very slowly, I think in his head, he's actually going pretty quickly. And he's like reading situations really fast, a lot Mm -hmm. faster than a lot of other rookies. And that probably is helping a little bit that he has gotten these reps all this time where he's a higher usage player um, within the Raptors offense. And now they're kind of forced where they need him to take more shots because, you know, Pascal, like there's no room out there for him in a lot of cases. And people like to criticize his play, which is fine, but he's putting up like what, 23 Seven and three rebounds or three assists over the past ten games. Like that's pretty damn good. And even yesterday against the Nets, he had a pretty damn good game. Actually, he probably should have got more touches down the stretch of the game. To me, if you you ask myself, but Pascal needs room. Og needs room. Fred needs room. And Scotty kind of just accepting his role as a person who's probably a lower usage player to some degree. But Mm -hmm. when he gets opportunities, he can go out there and he can just pounce on people like. Nick Claxton, he got in full Scotty experience when I think it was a possession where uh, Scotty was in the high post and Scotty just like backed him down and Claxton just fouled him because he can't handle him. There mm-hmm. are so many players who just can't handle how big and physically imposing Scotty is and he's realizing it. And that's why you should be excited for what not even end of season, what February is going to mm-hmm. bring. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and like it's the combination of everything too, right? It's like that size and in, like that imposing presence, but it's also just like his quickness and hustle plays. And I think like that's also like he grabbed that, like he grabbed an offensive rebound and then just like ran it out to shoot, for, to shoot three right yeah, with just yeah. like such confidence and like assurance like you know what i'm gonna get a better shot and this shot's gonna be like wor- more worthwhile so i'm gonna run it out and like go for the three and not just like go for it like he got a great look he lined himself up um so i think it's like you combine like these hustle plays with the shooting mechanics mm-hmm. that we're talking about um and it's something that i think the raptors have kind of been lacking right like in the last couple seasons because sure. as, as good as like even when pascal siakam has like hot shooting nights and when Fred VanVleet's got the hot hand and once og comes back and he's great with shooting they all still kind of have their niches and their places on the floor they're most comfortable shooting from so again like if scotty barnes can capitalize and keep up this versatility and just be like you know what i'm comfortable all over the floor like i own all Mm -hmm. this space like that's again like this is kind of the dream this is not just the raptor's dream this is everybody's dream
1: oh man (laughs) we're definitely dreaming right now we're on cloud nine with how good he's been like (laughs) as We see these performances from him. I'm kind of just like, I mean, this season is cool, but like, Mm -hmm. let's talk about next season because that's a year where I think the Raptors are going to be in a better position to kind of quote unquote, go for it Mm -hmm. just because of contract structure and like you have a few players in the season after that, they're going to be have player options. So there could be some movement within the franchise, but the fact that he's getting these reps, like these, these, like we talked about, like the high usage. Um, getting the ball in different parts of the court. And also another part of this too is that the Raptors are now using him more with the bench. And mm-hmm. so it's Scotty with four bench guys. And that is a reason why I felt like he could come off the bench because of, of that exact scenario. Yes, he could have done that as a as um as a starter as well. You know, you just stagger minutes. But I was thinking about, you know, when he comes in, he is just like your sixth man who is like his job is to just bring constant energy and he's going to get the ball when he comes in. And that's, that was kind of my vision for, for it. But now that he's getting these reps, we're seeing um, he's doing more in the high post. He's getting those touches that he really needs. And in post-up situations, like he is such a hard player to stop. And the fadeaways, there's no one that's going to be able to really, like if KD can't reach it, who the hell is going to Then, You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's move on to the defense. And mm-hmm. I guess the sharpness with, uh, with him, and this is like a thing that, I say sharpness on purpose because De'Aaron Fox mentioned this the other day. He was praising the Raptors bench, which obviously I'm not sure how much he's been watching the Raptors bench, but there isn't a lot of reasons to necessarily praise them all the time. But against the Sacramento Kings, they were very sharp. That was a word that he used, saying that it's not always about players like hustling more and that you know they they want it more it's not always about fight because everyone who got to the NBA is obviously a hard worker he's Mm -hmm. saying it's about doing things really sharply and doing things on time and not cheating the system or your screens and Scotty's improved so much in that area on the offensive end with his cutting his screening as we talk about timing and understanding when to, when to, you know, pursue a cut or whatever the case is, but he's also doing it defensively too. What are your thoughts on his defense and how he's grown there?
0: Yeah, I think his defensive execution, like just that, that's come like leaps and bounds, I think, from the beginning of the season and also his comfort there. Like I I also like to see him when he's like running point a little bit, right, and making kind of making those calls and kind of directing Mm. the floor and and getting guys where they need to go because to me that also shows his comfort in, in like, at the defensive end, basically. Um, yeah. And then that was, like, one of his strong suits, right, in college and coming into the league. So it's nice to see him kind of working into the Raptors system, which is, you know, long been called, like, one of the more complicated, like, defensively scheming teams in the league. So I think, again... It's timing. It's a little bit of an extension of what we were saying before of letting the game come to him. Uh, I think a good example was like against the Nets. Like he was not going after Durant's pump fakes, which like yeah, not just like rookies don't just fall into that trap. Like very seasoned NBA (laughs) players like constantly fall into that trap. And Scotty wasn't biting, so that was great to see. I think he had like he had he had five blocks in the game against the Kings. That was just fantastic. Like he's just eating. Yeah, he's just like eating well around the glass and then uh the blocks to me it's also that he's getting there and then he's getting so vertical so fast Mm -hmm. so again this is just like an assurance of his athleticism and timing and like like all of that stuff is just clicking right now in a way that you wouldn't necessarily anticipate um from a like a player as young as him and a player in like this kind of new of a situation right so the defensive the defensive um components were already there going into sure. the season but it is really nice to see how he is feeling really confident um a lot of bravado to use one of your <laughs> favorite <laughs> words as we <we've laughs> recently discovered um you know uh, but like he uh, yeah like that's just like that's already a strong suit like he already had those building blocks but it is nice to see him with confidence out there alone especially if like you want to rest fred you want to rest pascal that he can kind of that he can handle it staying out there solo
1: shout out jordan hales who um i sent a tweet a little while ago like 20 minutes ago or something and he quote tweeted it with the word bravado and i told him like i love that word bravado and i told katie I'm like do you like this word and she says i love that word so also shout out to katie for incorporating it into uh, this segment it's much appreciated i'm sure jordan's gonna be very happy about full that. circle
0: yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do you think scotty would bite on a demar de rosenpump fake
0: he did. Mm. He has. Right? Oh wait, right. right he, he did. Yes. Yeah, yes, he did. Yes. But did. that, I think, is like it's a rite of passage. Like I was, it was kind of bittersweet to see that, you know. And the, like, yeah, it, 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 he's not gonna fandom. do it again. But like, <laughs> it was okay.
1: <laughs> it's okay, Scotty. Everyone's been there. Almost mm-hmm. like literally, everyone in the NBA has has been there. Exactly. Um, uh, there was that uh, clip from a couple of years ago of uh, of Norm and OG, and they were working out with DeMar. It was like some sort of summer league or summer workout thing. And Norm bit on one, and he was so disappointed in himself. He's like, <laughs> why did I do it again? How many times am I going to bite on him?
0: He's convincing.
1: <laughs> yeah, he it, it is. He's having a terrific season with the Bulls. It's unfortunate that the game was postponed because I was looking forward to seeing
0: Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
1: Uh, Damar and um, Demar and the Raptors play again, but uh, I'm sure that game's going to get made up. Anyways, they do play in a couple weeks. Anyways, so not a big deal there. Yeah, with, uh, with Scotty, it seems like... Um, the miscommunications on defense are kind of cutting down along with the whole Raptors team it seems like they're kind of figuring out um, where mm-hmm. they got to be and how they can contest but not over contest and that was an area where I felt like Scotty was a bit conflicted sometimes because I think he wanted to be hyper aggressive just like Nick Nurse and everyone wants the players to be on the perimeter he's like get into people but he's got very active hands and so you combine aggressiveness with active hands and eh, you're going to get into foul trouble and so then he started to relax a little bit and he started to play the angles much better and because he should be doing that Mm -hmm. like he is like we talked about his physical profile is ridiculous so he doesn't need to be hyper aggressive he doesn't need to get into people quote unquote because he can he's kind of doing that already like you just look at him and if scotty barnes is guarding me i am terrified i am terrified because there isn't an angle around this man if he's playing the angles properly and now he's starting to do that Mm -hmm. more and more and then you mentioned the shot blocking that we've seen over the past little while i think he has a a shot block in like 10 straight games, I've made money off of it because some gambling sites haven't realized that he's getting a block every single game. So keep that up, uh, gambling sites, Bet365. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, and so once he's playing those angles better, now he's in a much better position to block shots. And we talked earlier about when he figures something out, um, it's going to show a lot a lot more differently than it will on a different on another player because he mm-hmm. is so long and agile at uh, at his height which is i believe six ten now not 6 9
0: yeah it's going Ow. up it's going up every day he's still growing isn't it isn't it beautiful our boy
1: <laughs> yeah. right he's still <laughs> growing look at him go anyways As I'm talking about, um, that's where the shot block is going to come more into play is that he's in a better position on the court. He's not scrambling um, or guess, like running around with his head cut off as much, along Mm -hmm. with a lot of Raptors. He knows exactly where he needs to be. And I do kind of find in some ways that he's kind of taking on a bit of a, a Draymond Green role where like he's a bit of a roamer and he's not doing it irresponsibly. He's doing it like in a great way where he's kind of everywhere in the paint. And as a weak side helper, if you have again Scotty Barnes barreling down on you, and now you mm-hmm. have to like make an outlet pass to another, another, another player on the perimeter, and now the Raptors defense, like now they're kind of now you're playing the Raptors defense and now you're playing their game. And that's a lot of trouble for any team. And I can't believe that they don't have OG and Anobi right now because their starting lineup, I mean the bench is one situation, but the starting lineup has been so good defensively, and they don't even have their best defender yet. Mm-hmm. So now we look at the rest of the season, and I mean, Scotty, he's clearly going to keep on growing. And in our own way, we can kind of pinpoint some areas where we think that he could make some strides. And this would be in a case of a Scotty Barnes, not necessarily another player, because Scotty's going to start doing things like really rapidly. I mean, even by the end of, this, end of this podcast, he could have like a whole nother five skill sets that we have, we're have. we probably going to talk about. So, but with all that in mind, um, what are some areas that you'd like to see him kind of grow or things that you could, I guess, predict that he will be better at by the end of the season?
0: I mean, I like I said before, I have like the flashes where you've kind of seen, seen him run a little bit of point and run the floor. So I'd like to see that because I think overall that's just going to lend to... Um, like a larger picture IQ for him yeah. uh, and really just kind of direct being more directive of where the game is going rather than just responding uh mm. to it um that's again but like that that's not a thing i want to be kind i'm not that's not a thing that it like needs to happen this season <laughs> Yeah. But it would be great to, like, move in that direction a little bit and, and just kind of add things. I mean, it's funny because, like, yeah, two weeks ago, I would have said, like, shooting accuracy or, like, the shooting mechanics that we were talking about. But those already seem to be kind of well yeah. on the way to shoring themselves up yeah. as is. You know what I mean? Like, and that's just going to get better with much more practice. Um, I think there's been some hesitation uh, with passing, like in the passing sequences that the Raptors kind of run into. You know, the this is also, like mercifully and thankfully come down a little bit but the sequences where they're just like passing forever you know and like someone has at some point someone has to shoot the ball and like I am off for ball movement and it is very generative of offensive energy but in some cases you just gotta shoot Um, but I would like to see him get himself in some like better sequences there and again I think some of that is just reading The game and like making the decision, the correct decision at the right time. But overall, like, yeah, I'm also like, I don't think you can be very critical of his timing as a rookie because it's he has he seems to have an act for that too. So, I think for me, a lot of the they're just very small, like they're very small critiques, and they almost seem to be, yeah, seem to be things (laughs) that he's on his way to addressing anyway.
1: Yeah, it's true. Maybe it was a dumb question because, like we had mentioned, he's gonna be doing all these things anyways. No but dumb
0: questions.
1: Oh, uh, sure, <laughs> there are some dumb questions.
0: We're reporters. We've seen some things. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah. Well, it's not name names. Yeah. But yeah. yeah.
1: No, no, no. We're not doing that here. Um, Everything you, I agree with everything you said. Um, I would like to see him really embrace the low post a little bit more. And just when he sees a smaller player mm-hmm. on him, I mean, his handle, like because he is so big, like it's it's kind of loose at the moment, and that may take some, like a Giannis, for example. I mean, we love the comparisons, anyways. Um, he's gotten much better at keeping his handle a lot tighter to his body. And Scotty's isn't, it's not the case with him yet. Obviously, he's going to improve, and so with that in there. mind,
0: that's true. Oh yeah. Yeah, Yeah.
1: and with that in mind, like, when you have a smaller (laughs) player on you, um, something that comes to mind is, like, with D. Rose, there were a few situations against the Knicks where D. Rose poked him once because his handle was, like, just Mm -hmm. kind of out of whack exactly, but then the next time around, Scotty just, like, used his body, and it reminds me of a situation way back in the day when Amit was a a wee boy, and he had this friend named Alex, and Alex was 6'2", and I was not. And so when I had to guard him, because that's just how things go with pickup, I felt like there were times where all I really saw was his body. I never saw the ball; like mm-hmm. the ball was just like around, but I had no idea where it was. And all I saw was like his elbows, his back, and then the ball was in the hoop. And I'm like, "What the hell?" Stuff like that. <laughs> I want to see Scotty just master the art of being yeah. physically imposing and using his body to, you know, create uh, create scoring opportunities. He's got a really good hook shot. Katie found out yesterday. We've all found out and just keep on honing that and, you know, establish that low post position. It's something that Joel Embiid has actually talked about recently is that he had to do a better job of getting lower. So that way this is offense would be much easier. And I think the mm-hmm. Raptors overall, not just Scotty, I think Pascal could be better at it. I think OG could be better at it because that is an area where they're going to be able to generate so much easy offense because of the players that they have. And mm-hmm. if Scotty works on that, that would be a uh, great for him. And, um, as he continues just to hone his three level scoring ability, you we've talked about that as well. I'm sure he's going to, but just continue to make strides there. I think he could be a legit three level scorer by the end of this season, even like a LeBron James, like in his first year in the NBA, he shot 29% from three. Right. And Scotty has an opportunity to be a player who can actually score from every level of the court. And Pascal still is struggling with with this because his three point Mm -hmm. shot is a bit hit and miss. But Scotty could legit be a three-level scorer in his, after his first season in the NBA, which is insanity. So I would love to see that and just get to the free throw line, man. Get to the free throw line, four or five, a <laughs> couple of those. Now we're now we're being picky, but why not? He's Scotty. Yeah.
0: Well, if we're being picky, <laughs> I also think of something that it was when the Raptors played Detroit, and it was something that Dwayne Casey said about Cade Cunningham and that he's a very his 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 game is all about disruption. And he has a very disruptive rhythm and you could kind of see that just in the way that he he dribbles and like kind of handles the ball and the way he like comes up on defenders. And I think because Scotty is so assured in his rhythm and kind of like, you know, you're seeing that timing again and these really, they should be awkward, those hook shots but they're so smooth and really fluid. So obviously he's got a very good understanding of rhythm and timing. So to see him to be able to like work into some like some just disruptions like that into his game would almost be a bonus.
1: Oh, man. He is such a good player. He is such, <laughs> he, he is such a good player. Because <laughs> it's finishing on the bucket. Like, like the, the awkwardness of his body at times when he's shooting closer to the bucket, um, it's there, but the ball's still going in. And I mean, over time, like he's just gonna continue to get better at that. And he's gonna mm-hmm. become a player who's able to go straight up, be vertical, as kind of you mentioned a little bit with his defense. He's, if he's more vertical with his offense as well, when it comes to, you know, post ups and his jump shot and everything like that, part of that is balance as well. It's gonna make him that much more lethal right now. I mean, as I mentioned earlier, he's averaging 17 points, eight rebounds, three assists, 41% from three, 50% from mm-hmm. the field. That's over the past 10 games. I'm curious where he's going to be at the end of the season because uh, who knows? Who knows? As long as OG is out, his hit pointer seems to be a real pain in the ass. And mm-hmm. he's going to continue to be a huge part of the offense. And if anything, he may need to have a bigger role in the offense. We're watching them struggle down the stretch of games. And I'm not saying Scotty should get all the possessions, but I don't think they should scoff at the idea of giving Scotty Barnes a couple of possessions down the stretch of games when it makes sense.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's my two cents on that.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Just because of his energy too, right? Like you want to mm-hmm. like why not capitalize on that very youthful energy and that like you're running Fred ragged <laughs> at times, right? Yeah. So like Scotty always seems to have fresh legs. So there's that too.
1: <laughs> Twenty years old. You better refresh, I tell you. (laughs) Uh, As we wrap up the podcast, Katie, closing thoughts, any upcoming work, any players you're talking to? I loved your Jared Allen profile.
0: Oh, thank you. Um, Yeah, actually, I should have a a story on Jonathan Kaminga coming out shortly. Um, So you can look for that on Dime. Um, There's some other things in the work, but they are too early to brag about. It's a secret. It's a secret. (laughs)
1: Just like Scotty Barnes, the new things he's working on. It's a secret. All secrets. And we're all going to find out very soon because he's that Mm -hmm. good. Thank you, Katie, for joining me. Have a great evening, great day, and we'll talk to you all soon.